Welcome to the Wanderlust Journal podcast, based upon great storytelling. We'll be sharing adventures, recommendations, and tips for the aspiring writer. I'm your host, Sarah Leamy. I am a wanderer since I was a teenager hitching across France. I usually travel alone with dogs and in various vehicles. I'm the author of Van Life, Bring a Chainsaw, and numerous others. And I have a master's degree in writing and publishing, so you are in good hands today. In today's episode, you'll hear passages on the topic of thru-hiking. That is the uh, day-to-day challenge of following your feet across mountains and deserts. I'll read what motivates folks to do that, the people they met along the way, and some of the ups and downs that come with it. For one writer, it was her knickers. Yep. Um, this is a friend of, friend of mine, acquaintance friend of mine. We both graduated from the Vermont College of Fine Arts in writing, with a degree in writing. And her name is Megan O'Kessie. And here we go. I lost my granny panties. If you think I just let it go, you're wrong. Yesterday morning, I went to get my clothes from where I had hung them to dry last night. And my clothes had been moved and my granny panties were gone. So far, I've lost underwear, laundry detergent, a hiking shirt, face wash, laundry soap, and yesterday I thought my mind might be the next to go. I was out of the alberge at 7.30 and not so subtly sopping by 7.45. The sunrise was beautiful. I didn't care. I was annoyed by the sound of pilgrims talking, annoyed that I'd lost my underwear, and annoyed that I was sweating in 40-degree weather. I was even annoyed that I was annoyed. I was walking alone for the morning until I ran into Sylvia and Judith, who I met at my hostel the first night in St. Jean Pierre de Pot. You doing okay? Sylvia asked. I nodded. It's okay. Let it out, Judith said, patting my arm. Everyone cries on the Camino, Sylvia said. I don't know what the tears were about exactly, though I'm finding that the Camino seems to bring up that which you have shoved down. I walked with Sylvia for a bit, and we ran into Carl from Holland, who I'd talked to the night before. He did the Camino Francis nine years ago, and, like many pilgrims, has completed many other routes. Emotions are just energy in motion. Problems arise when we don't let them flow, he said. I had heard that before, but welcomed the reminder. I've been dipping in and out of her account on Substack, and there will be a link below so that you can find out more. But... There's just a very simple, this is what I'm going through, this is where I'm stepping, this is who I'm meeting. I like the simplicity of it. I've talked to her and she's going to do an interview and have a chat with me at some point when she's settled down because she's now finished the Camino. But it made me think of someone else that I had talked to a while ago, or actually I'd rather published a while ago, called Mark West. And his post was published on the Wanderlust website a few years ago and 2018, I believe it was, and it's that itself was an excerpt from a larger piece. His publication was called Fear and Loathing on the Camino Santiago. When I hit rock bottom, walking the Camino barged into my psyche like a bull running through the streets of Pamplona, looking to gore a drunken tourist, and it wouldn't let go. I'd never even been to Europe, but with everything I knew and loved tumbling down around me, I didn't have to think twice. So there I was, standing in St. Jean-Pierre de Bort, literally St. John at the foot of the pass. France, looking in France, looking out at the Camino de Santiago and my future, literally and figuratively. Lao Tzu said, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. 
Yeah, well, I bet his first steps didn't take him 25 kilometres over the Pyrenees in the rain with a 30-pound pack on his back suffering from a serious hangover due to a miscalculated cultural experience the night before in Madrid. Unfortunately, that momentary lapse of good judgment in Madrid had compromised my level-headedness and, more importantly, my sense of direction when I sent out, set out to take a train from my hotel to the central station where I could board my bus to saint jean pierre de port Not that my judgment had been stellar as of late. In fact, due to the shitbag of chaos my life had become during the previous year, my decision-making was pretty much on the level of the dude who decided there should be 16 lifeboats on the Titanic. After agonising over the signs at the train station, I ended up heading in the wrong direction. Considering the state I was in, I guessed I was probably going to end up at the gates of hell, or at very least a Justin Bieber concert, and I figured I deserved it. Well, at least according to the hungover voice in the back of my head, when his best moods thinks I'm a worthless dung heap. Finally, I turned myself around with the help of an older gentleman on the train who spoke English. I made it to the central bus terminal, only to find that the last bus to Pamplona wouldn't make the con connection to St. John, my jumping-off point. I got out of line and kicked myself for the hangover, not planning, and for the gnawing feeling that this whole misadventure may have been a colossal mistake. It wasn't. He carried on, and disclaimer, he did get through the whole thing, and he had an incredibly challenging and wonderful experience. And again, I will add his, add his piece below. I like Mark's writing because he is so um, raw and honest and upfront about how he's messed up and why he's doing what he's doing. And that's what triggered me to do this episode on the through hiking, was looking at how people, what motivated them, what kicked them out the door, put on their boots, and what did they do next. I read a few interviews with um, Rahawa Haile, and she wrote in this one interview, an exit interview, there'll be a link below, and also for Outside Magazine. There's a great deal of privilege that goes into through hiking. The idea of broke hikers in the wild, where you don't have to pay for a place to live and your only expense is food, that's bullshit. You have to buy your gear, you have to travel, you have to take six months out of your life, you have to find a way to feel safe, and that's one of the reasons the trail looks like it does. I knew that going into this hike, it wouldn't just be a hike. There was no movement in America for black women that's just about movement, especially throughout the South. People think that the through hike was the biggest thing I did in 2016. But my relationship ended. I moved out of my apartment, I quit my job, and then I flew across the country. I've always been outdoorsy in Florida, where I'm from. That means the swamp, the Keys, the Everglades, the beaches. I try to explain to people that this was a very important factor, what gave me the confidence to hike the trail. I never felt that nature was a place where I didn't belong. I know that historically and through systemic racism, the outdoors were the purview of wealthy white men. But growing up, endless exposure to nature was a huge thing for me. And I'm not sure if she's written a book, but I hope so, because she was, I believe, the first black woman to walk the Appalachian Trail. You can find her on Twitter at Rahawe Haile, and I'll, I'll put all the links for her work below. But I'm hoping she writes a book about this, because I've come across various interviews, and just I love her attitude and I love what she's saying and how she's dealing with it and uh, also how she's dealing with the how she dealt with some of the racism out there um, one thing she did that as a writer and all about travel writing and literary stuff and combining the two she ended up 
one of those things that she did was she would leave books at all the shelters on the walks. And she, in her own words, she said, I attempted to create a library of black excellence along the Appalachian Trail. That's why I focused on the short story collections, poetry collections, essay collections, something that people can spend a half hour reading. People would message me and say, I found this and I liked it, or I read this and it doesn't resonate, but thanks for leaving the material. And so I love that she also passed it forward. She was encouraging other people to pay attention to the fact that the uh, through hiking is very much a middle class white thing, especially in America. But with that in mind, I did some more research and there's going to be some things below for you, some resources for hiking across the world. There's a great website for you about all the different hikes in Asia. Um, there's another one, a queer POC hikers, people of, community, people of color hikers. There's a great community in the Pacific Northwest. I've got a link for that. There's a US-based community that will help you with planning and logistics. Um, and also another one I added or found was a list of 100 hiking and outdoor social media resources of black, indigenous and people of color outdoor Instagram accounts. So there's a whole bunch of resources to get inspired and to uh, break out of the white, the white world or the white vision of hiking. So those are my thoughts for today. In the next episode, we're going to be talking about the art of solo travels. It's something I'm really passionate about. I talk about it a lot at Overland Expo and different rallies around the States. It's what I've done since I was a kid. And so it's, yeah, I'll do some research and I'll give you some YouTube links for people to look for. Um, I'll give you examples of who's doing what, uh, which women are going out on their motorcycles, trucks, hiking, whatever it is boats. Oh, there was that one young lady that um, rode, rode, took her sailboat around the world. And she was, I think she was a teenager. Let me find out about that. What's well, a book I read a long time ago. Anyways, so the Art of Solo Travels coming up soon. Thank you for listening today. And if you like what you heard and you're interested in finding out more or finding the podcast more easily in future, just hit subscribe and you can come back. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. Thank you.